Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very, very good evening. Welcome and of course the lines are open immediately 021-442-3530 and of course Muhammad Fasih will be taking your calls off air and of course the easy way to do it is uh, send us your questions to the Honorable Mufti on the number 47913 that is 47913 of course a live program because the Honorable Mufti on the line back from Umrah Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum Mufti. Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallah fikum. Shukran. MashaAllah. Umrah Makbul and how's Mufti keeping? No, alhamdulillah. We had a wonderful trip to Medina Manawara, Mecca, Dubai, and a lot of other places. Abu Dhabi and a lot of Al Ain and so forth. Very, very interesting. Very good. May all my challah accept it and take us back to the Holy Land's time and time again, inshallah. Allahumma amin, inshallah. Well, to the listeners, as I said, the lines are open 021-442-3530. Of course, the easy way to do it, you simply SMS us your questions to the number 47913. That is 47913. Going straight into our first question this evening, Mufti. It says, uh, can a boy of 16 years of age, he is mukallaf, can he accompany his mother on Umrah? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala Rasulil al Kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam. According to all four four schools, it is permissible for a boy who is 16 years old. To be the mahram for his mother. Yes, both of you go for Umrah. And in the interim, all of us who want to go to Makkah, Mukarramah, for Umrah, for Hajj, Medina, Munawwara, read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Oh, Almighty Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj and forgive us. Oh Allah, indeed you are all forgiving, very forgiving, very merciful. Surah 2, verse 128. Shukran uh, Mufti, um, next question. It says, uh, what is the etiquette of uh, performing a tahajjud salah and from what time can one do it until what time does it expire? Okay, the best time to read tahajjud will be when we wake up in the early part of the morning, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and then we read 2, 4, 6, 8 rakats in twos. After every two rakats, you make salam, and thereafter you read your witr salat. The cutoff time for tahajjud will be as soon as fajr time starts, then remember when suhoor time ends. You know, when we are fasting, then we have suhoor, so when that time ends, so the tahajjud time winter time ends as well and if a person cannot wake up that part of the morning early morning two three four o'clock then before you go and sleep nine ten eleven o'clock then you go and read your two rakats four rakats six eight rakats salat and make intention of tahajjud so tahajjud starts immediately after isha and it ends when fajr time starts Shukran indeed, Mufti. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to quickly pay the bills. And of course, uh, when we come back, we continue with the program Q&A. And you can continue dialing us uh, on the number 21 And of course, uh, SMS us on the number 47913.
Welcome back uh, to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape, uh, 91.3 FM. And, of course, still taking your calls on 021-442-3530. But, of course, we take those calls off air. Or you can simply SMS us on the number 47913. Uh, well, we go into our next question. And it says, uh, Mufti, and just as I want to ask a question, the screen refreshes. Salam. Why does Allah use the word we in the Quran, Mufti? Almighty Allah Azza in various places uses the word we inna anzalnahu fi laylatul qadr inna a'atinaka al kawthar I just broke up the words there to explain verily Almighty Allah states that we gave Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al kawthar abundant of good inna anzalnahu fi laylatul qadr indeed we revealed it the noble Quran on the night of majesty power so why does Almighty Allah use the word we to stamp his authority? And when you study Semitic languages, you will know plural is used as a symbol of respect and reverence many a time. So sometimes singular, sometimes plural. But remember, Almighty Allah is one alone and unique. Shikana Mufti, I need some advice, please. I'm finding it very hard to make salah. And and lying, but uh, what I want to I want to stop and become a true believer for the sake of Allah. Can Mufti please give some advice? First and foremost, you must show remorse and regret for lying, missing salat, and so forth. Secondly, is that only making du'a is not going to help. There must be action. So from tonight, Maghrib time, you start your salat. Or in fact, day it's still Asr time. So now you read your Asr salat. And then your Maghrib and Ishaan on time. And you start making Qaza salat of all the years or the months that you have missed salat. Qaza also will be compulsory. And you must think before you ink. So before you speak, you should be thinking. Am I speaking the truth? or am I lying and try to speak less, mingle less with your friends and people and inshallah if you are sincere you will change to be a better person and tonight after Maghrib, after Isha that it is the night of Jumu'ah, cry to Almighty Allah and Allah will make it easy for you. Mufti, next SMS is Salam Mufti, can a wife ask a woman for a talaq? What is the punishment for such a woman? As probably can a wife ask a husband for a talaq, Mufti? And what is is there a punishment for that? If the wife asks for a talaq without any valid reason, then the hadith of Mustafa says, munafiqat, that such women are hypocrites. But if there is a valid reason, Allah forbid the husband is assaulting, hitting her, or the husband is not giving nafaka and maintenance, or the husband is having a string of affairs, he's got mistresses, and then she asks for talaq, there will be no sin upon her. In those cases, she will be justified to request the divorce and talaq. <coughs> Next question. Mufti, uh, Umrah Makbul and Mabrur, is it permissible to perform Fajr before sunrise and exactly on the time of Fajr? To the brother and sister who said Umrah Makbul, Umrah Makbul, all day, Jazakallah khair. So I replied, Taqabbal Allahu minna wa minkum. May Almighty Allah accept from us our good deeds and actions and your good deeds and your actions as well, my dear brother and sister. 
Okay, when a person now, I don't know exactly what time is sunrise in Cape Town, but let's just say it is 6 o'clock, for example. So in a case like that, if the person started his Fajr Salat before sunrise and ended it in sunrise, then according to the Shafi'is and majority scholars, they will say the Salat is valid, but the Hanafis will say the Salat is broken and null and void. However, all ulama and scholars agree that we should try and read the Salat as soon as possible and don't wait for the last moment and so forth because you know that that will mean that sometime you'll miss Salat totally. So therefore the Salat will be valid provided that you read one rakat before the sunrise and the second rakat during the sunrise. Then according to Shafi's, the Salat is valid. Now Salam Mufti, I was married for 20 years. I recently discovered he was having an affair with my son's teacher for eight years in this time i was diagnosed it doesn't say with what uh, he left with my children he married the lady i would like to know what the quran says about that type of marriage mufti Obviously, what your husband did is absolutely haram, having affairs like this, that if he slept with that lady before getting married to her, he's guilty of adultery, and adultery is punishable by death, and that is according to all four schools. And even if he did not commit adultery, he was having an affair with her, that also is absolutely haram, and what he did is haram. You have the right to request a divorce and so forth, and therefore Quran states that if you want to take a second wife for in khiftum Allah ta'adilu if you fear you cannot do justice for wahida then one wife only surah nisa chapter number four verse number three so what you need to do is you need to expose him to the people as well that when in your illness he left you and he was busy with somebody else and that also your son's teacher the madam and so forth and all this behind your back and you gave 20 years of your youth and your life to him and this is what he did absolutely haram what he did so indeed our number 021-442-3530 and of course our sms line number 47913 our next question it says mufti when is it permissible for a woman to travel alone on a journey without a mahram can she do it for work purposes the only time for a lady to travel alone will be when she is going for a first hajj, a compulsory hajj, and she can't find a mahram, then she goes with a group of ladies. So that will be permissible according to the Shafi'i and Maliki Judas. As for work and all visiting and touring and all that, then none of the ulama and scholars allow that. The husband has to be worth or the mahram, the father, the son, the brother. So to do that, that, you know, go here, go there without the mahram, definitely not permissible. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, um, if a girl is two months pregnant and then get married, is the child legitimate or not? We get an answer from Mufti after this. Welcome back. Uh, the program Q&A on The Voice of the Kip with myself, Muhammad Zain Machit, on the line answering all of your questions. None other than Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. As I said, you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913. Now, I'd rather SMS it now because when it comes to the end of the program, then all the SMSs come through. Then it's too late. It's got to stand over for next week. So do it now. The question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, if a girl is two months pregnant and then get married, is the child legitimate or not, Mufti? Illegitimate. 
First of all, we must remember the Quran Kareem, Surah Nur, chapter 24, verse 2 states, This couple here, because of their fornication, each one should be given 100 lashes in public. And that is obviously in Muslim countries, not in our country. But both parties must repent because committing a serious crime. Second issue is now they are getting married, so the nikah will be valid. The third issue, will the child be legitimate, illegitimate? According to the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, irrespective of the duration, remember the child will be illegitimate and the lineage of the child will go to the mother, even after the nikah. Second one will be the Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, only from the four school. He says... We must look at the time period from the time of nikah. So now they got married, she's two months pregnant. So from time of nikah till the delivery of the child, if six months or more passes, then Imam Abu Hanifa only states the child will be legitimate and the lineage will go to the father. So in this case, if everything is normal, they get married now, and after six, seven months she gives birth, then according to Imam Abu Hanifa, the lineage of the child will go to the father. But Shafi's Malik is humbly say, no, it will go to the mother in all cases. Shikhan Mufti, now I married a Christian lady who accepted the deen, but her children are still Christians who preach a lot. Can they still uh, stay in the same house with us, Mufti? MashaAllah, it means that the lady was a Christian, she embraced Islam, and then you married her, and now your nikah is valid because at the time of nikah she was a Muslimah. Now her children from her previous marriage or whatever you are there, and they are very active in Christianity. It is not your responsibility to maintain them, sustain them, keep them. So you need to tell your wife that she's a Muslimah, but now the children will have to move on. You can't keep them there in your house. They will bring wine. They might bring swine. They bring haram things, the cross and what then what they'll bring in your house. And obviously that they will influence your children when you have children from her so therefore they have to move out and you can tell your wife she can still maintain contact with her children but they cannot stay here with you in your house she can indeed uh, next question mufti it says uh, assalamu alaikum a woman is cursed by angels if she refuses sexual uh, relations with her husband <coughs> what about vice versa if the husband has no desire for the wife Regardless of how hard she tries to spice things up, there's no other women involved. He simply does not have the urge or desire. Mufti? Obviously, in that case, then he is also committing a sin. The Quran Kareem tells us, that the rights the woman has is similar to the rights the man has over her. Although the next sentence Allah Ta'ala says, daraja, that there is one degree higher for the man over the women. He is the captain and the Amir, and he has to spend on his wife, whilst the wife does not have to spend on the husband or on the children. But now for the husband to leave his wife hungry like this, remember in Islam, once in four months, it's compulsory for the husband 
to fulfill the conjugal rights of his wife. But now if he says, I'm doing it for once in four months, is sufficient. No. So remember that you also will need to become active, brother. And if your biological clock has stopped at upper six, so you need to go to go for some treatment, maybe take some Viagra, and then you can fly on a Niagara, inshallah, you know. So, brother, you can't do that. You are depriving your wife and causing her harm. Definitely unacceptable. She can indeed. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein here on The Voice of the Cape. And, of course, uh, taking your questions via SMS on the number 47913. Now, Mufti, I'm asthmatic. Uh, my hair is very long. Must I wash my hair every time when I sleep with my husband as I get sick every time when I wash my hair? Mufti? Ummah Salama radiallahu ta'ala ana asked Nabi alayhi salatu salam the same question because the women from those days already had long hair. So Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam said that for the ladies, now if you've got long, long hair, so the plaits, you know, the hair that is there on your back and all that, the plaits, so all that you can leave dry. For example, you put that in a shower cap, but the hair on the head, so that you must make wet. And the hadith is mentioned in Sahih Muslim. So the hair on the head that you will have to make wet, but the long, long hair, the plaits that you can leave dry, and that is permissible for ladies only. For the men, every hair on their body, they must make it wet and they have to wash it, whether it is short hair or long hair. Now, Mufti, my husband and I are expecting our firstborn uh, to go, uh, the lady says, inshallah. Can Mufti please give us some advice? Uh, we're looking for a beautiful name with a beautiful meaning. MashaAllah. So we will tell you before the name, both you, husband and wife, read Surah 3, verse 38. Rabbi habli min ladunka zurviyatan tayyibah innaka sami'ud dua O Almighty Allah, grant us from your side such awlad and offspring that are pure, chaste, and, you know, pious innaka sami'ud dua Indeed, you are the one who listens to the dua and supplication. Surah 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse number 38. Then for husband, wife, and the child, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurviyatina qurata ayun O Almighty Allah, grant us such spouses and children and offspring that are the coolness of the eyes regarding the name I give you four or five suggestions number one Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said inna habbal asma ilallah abdullah wa abdurrahman as mentioned in Tirmidhi the best name is abdullah abdurrahman for a boy so for a girl amatullah amaturrahman the female slave of Allah the female slave of Rahman so amatullah abdurrahman Second suggestion will be the wives of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi Sayyida Aisha, Sayyida Hafsa, Sayyida Juwairiya, Sayyida Maimuna, Sayyida Safiya, Sayyida Zainab. So many names you have there you can choose. Or choose the four the names of Nabi sallallahu alaihi beloved daughters. You got Fatima, you got Zainab, you got Umm Kulsum, you got, you know, all the Rukhaya. So all these are the names in front of you. Or you choose the one lady's name was mentioned in a noble Quran 34 times. Maryam. Maryam means Abida, the one who worships all, Allah. So I gave you a list of names and all got their own virtue. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Now my ex-husband promised me a hajj while we were married and never gave it to me. But now his second wife and his mother is going for Umrah. Does he still owe me that hajj? What will happen is there are two different scenarios. If he promised you 
and he didn't take you for Hajj, then he will be guilty for breaking the promise, and that is a major sin, is a sign of nifak and hypocrisy. But if it was a case of, you know, your mahar, he told you for your mahar, that the marital gift, he'll take you for Hajj, and that he did not do, so that will still be binding upon him. He can't take you now because he has divorced you, so he must give you the money, 40, 50,000 rand, and then that will be your mahar, if it was your mahar. If it was a promise, then he has broken his promise, and he'll get a sin for that. Now, Mufti, my daughter told me that she wants to get married. What procedure should I follow now? MashaAllah. First of all, you must tell your daughter daily she should read two rakat salat, whether after Zohar or after Maghrib, after Isha. And she should read this verse, which I just quoted now, Surah 25, Surah Furqan, verse 74. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُونَ O Allah, granted such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. Then you, O Father, pass the word around to the imams and the honorable sheikhs and so forth that my daughter is 18, 20, 22 years old. She wants to settle down. If you know some boy who is good and he belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah and is not on Tuck and Duck and all those type of things, then please send him here. So you must send the word around now, inshallah. Shikam Mufti, now I like to go to Dhikr's, but now my husband told me that the Dhikr is breaking up our home. Can Dhikr do this, Mufti? Your husband means that you are going out of the house and you're going to the masjid or to some sheikh's halqa or whatever. So your husband is correct. You want to do zikr? Very good. Do it in the confine of your house. Those male and female who remember all, might Allah abundantly. So tell your husband, fine, you know I'm going to go, but both of you will make zikr at home, mashallah, and then Allah's mercy will descend upon you, your people's heart will get closer. Remember, in the zikr of all Allah and remembrance of Allah, the hearts will find peace and contentment. So the two of you start the zikr with your children in your own home, inshallah. Inshallah, number 021 and of course our SMS line number 47913 that is 47913 and remember SMS is our charge at 1.50 Next question Mufti, uh, is it wrong to celebrate your birthday before it's time? Remember, this whole concept of celebrating birthdays is something which the non-Muslims invented and it's got nothing to do with Islam. However, my birthday is 20th April, so you know I'm born on that day. I was in Dubai now and I had to deliver lectures on a lighter note. I told them this one big gun and I was addressing the students and the big gun is called AK-47, <laughs> but you can call me AK-57 because I'm 57 years old now, you know? Sure. So they all enjoyed that. Uh, anyway, so if you say that now your birthday is on April or February and now you want to have some small function or something like that, so remember we will not encourage this type of thing, but you must not call it the birthday. What you must do is this, you say you're just calling your friends and you're having, you know, some good dawah and all these type of things. So take the word birthday, everything out and then it's fine. Now Mufti, my hubby don't want me to go back to work because I gave him on for paying a maintenance. I've got four children. Uh, he works at the merchant's house and expects us to eat from that money. Some comments for you, from your son Mufti? 
Obviously, if your husband is working in a place that is haram and so forth, and then he wants you must eat from that, you got all the right to say no, you won't eat from there, the haram and so forth. And in fact, you as a wife can give him an ultimatum that you are going to leave him and you will take your children away with you as long as he works in such haram places. So if he changes his job, then everything will be fine. But as long as he works in the haram places, then obviously that you will then be allowed to go and get your own income, start your own home industry, or go work in a place where there's ladies and so forth, not where there's men and mix up and so forth. So because your husband is doing all upside down things. Shikandamufti, can a woman get married again to the husband that touched his own daughter on the private parts for many months? Some advice please, Mufti. Remember that in a case like that where the husband, meaning the father, touched his own daughter at the private part, then according to the Hanafis that Nikah is broken now and they can never get married again. And that is the Hanafi point. The Shafis and them, they do allow, but we will not encourage this type of things here because he's a child molester. So you, the wife, you must just take a talaq from such a husband and tell him if you don't give talaq, you will expose him and you will take him to court and so forth. And you need to stay far away from him. Never go back to such a person, a person who does this with his own daughter. Remember a child molester, what what things he will do, Allah forbid. So you must never go back to him. Shukran indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, taking your calls on 021 And of course, your SMSs on the number 47913. Now, Mufti, I found porn movies in my husband's drawer and is not intermingle with me. I think probably uh, it's not intimate with me. And he doesn't even talk with me either. What can I do? Well, for this sister, we'll get our answer after this. Welcome back. We continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cap. And the question we posed Mufti before the break, it says, Mufti, I found porn movies in my husband's drawer and he's not even intimate with me. He doesn't even talk with me either. What can I do as a wife, Mufti? What you need to do is when your husband is alone and in a good mood, not in front of the children, you need to have a heart-to-heart discussion. What has happened to your husband now? He is hooked up and he's addicted to porn. So now he just thinks of all those prostitutes and street ladies and what have you. And now he's no more interested in you because when he looks at you and looks at them, he finds them much more inter- interesting. So you need to create that love for Almighty Allah, the fear of Almighty Allah. Start the alim in your house, oh sister. And that is read Riyadu Salihin daily. You need to take him out of that fantasy world and haram world and bring him back to the real world. And he must understand he is married to you. He needs to look after you as a wife and not as a street lady and fantasize of those ladies there. And obviously, porn and everything is absolutely haram and unacceptable in Islam. Shikam Mufti, next question. What is the medical name? Okay, not that one. It says, Salam Mufti, after we make salah at the time uh, that the Imam makes his tasbih of Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, and Allahu Akbar, he does it so fast and we cannot keep up. What must I do in that case? And is this tasbih valid? 
when an imam does so after the salam, then you continue on your own. You don't have to worry about the imam because after the salam, then the imam is doing his own thing and you can do your own thing. So there you don't have to follow the imam. The imam you follow in the salat itself. And in salat, if he's making the ruku and sajda very fast, subhan rabbil azim, subhan rabbil a'la, then you need to bring it to his attention that he's going too fast. But after salam, if, if he's doing that very fast, you don't have to worry. You just continue reading at your own pace. And when you finish, then you make your own dua and supplication. Shikran Namufti, did the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam perform salatul janazah ghaib on an-najasi? Definitely Mustafa Nabi Muhammad performed the Salatul Janaza in absentia and Nabi took the Sahaba outside and said, we are reading for this great personality there in Habasha, meaning modern day Ethiopia, and therefore the Shafi'is and the Hanbali scholars say that you can read Salatul Janaza in absentia. The Hanafis and the Maliki say, no, you need the Janaza, the Mayit to be present, but the majority that is the Shafi's and the Hanbali say it is permissible and they use this as the evidence and proof. Now Mufti, I gave birth two and a half months ago. I'm still spotting. Is it permissible to make a salah? I follow the Shafi'i Madhab. No, sister, if you are still spotting, then it is still considered as your nifas, your postnatal. And the postnatal, according to Shafi'is, is 60 days, 6-0 days. And according to Hanafis, it is 40 days. So all those days you are missing Salat, it is waved off. You don't have to make Ada, you don't have to read it on time, you don't have to make Qaza, you don't have to read it afterwards. So don't be in a hurry. And you look after your wonderful flower and baby, inshallah. Inshallah. I'm married, plus minus two years. I left my husband with my parents. He promised my parents he will send a uh, talaq papers after eight months. Uh, no sign of the papers. What should I do? And my parents have spoken to him uh, a couple of times. It's a sad, sad situation. Allah alone knows why the marriages go turn sour. But be that as it may, you want out. It seems your parents are also saying that you should leave him, that person, or your husband. So go to the MJC, go to your local imam and sheikh or whoever you have confidence in and tell them that you want the fasakh now, he don't want to give talaq. And then there will be a court case that the MJC or the ulama, wherever you go, they will call both parties and then see if you have valid grounds for fasakh and annulment. So that will be the route open to you if he is using the delaying tactics and not giving the talaq and likewise not paying the faqa, nothing for you. Now, Mufti, some people say that we have to wait until Allah calls us for hajj, even though one has loads of money. Is that correct? Or should one make a niyyah to go for hajj, Mufti? Every Muslim should try and make a niyyah and don't look at our pockets. Look at the mercy of all. Allah, I told you two things already. Number one, read two rakat salat daily. Number two is read surah two, surah Baqarah, verse 128, verse 128. Third thing is this. When we start relying more on our money and we forget the greatness and majesty, 
majesty of Allah, then that means we're going backwards, we're retrogressing. So rather say, oh Allah, Allah maj'alna min duyufik, oh Allah, you make me your guest, take me for umrah, take me for hajj, oh Allah, Allah maj'alna min duyufin nabi al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, oh Allah, you make me the guest of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, take me to Madinah Munawwara. So in that way, all my Allah makes the means possible, so we should not just leave it and say, no, ekhandi fahajni, ekhandi dikhelti, no, that's a negative attitude, but Almighty Allah always be positive. Shukandida Mufti, if the husband cannot nafaka his wife and the children, whose duty is it to look after her, and what is the punishment for these parties not looking after the wife and the children, Mufti? Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19, Almighty Allah states, وَعَاشِرُوا هُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ it is the duty of the husband to treat his wife with equity and justice, and it is compulsory upon him to feed the wife and the children. <coughs> he has to provide the shelter, the food, he has to provide the clothing. Now, if he cannot do it, why can he not do it? Is he not working or is he just lazy? Then his family has to assist him and then he must look after them. And if he's incapacitated, sickly or so, then you can go to the zakat organizations and ask them for help and assistance. And in that way, inshallah, the family will survive. Now, Mufti, we have a lot of debt at the moment. Would it be permissible for us to skip a payment and make sadaqah and zakah? No, what you must do is you must pay your debts first and then you worry about the zakat and so forth. Therefore, this is the beauty of Islam that first you pay the debts of human beings and then you pay the debt to Allah, the zakat and so forth. And if both are compulsory upon you, then you continue paying the human beings and you continue paying the zakat as well. But remember, you should not be missing any payments. Now, Mufti, if I overslept for Fajr, must I still make my kunut and secondly also my sunnas? When you overslept for Fajr, let's say sunrise is 6 o'clock, you woke up 5 past 6, 10 past 6. So after sunrise, 15, 20 minutes, you make the sunnah and you make the first salat. So the whole morning you got 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock. So you will read both the sunnah and you will read the first salat. And in the first salat, Shafi'i, you make the kunut as well. No problem. And remember that a person must make intention to read salat on time. To must fajr salat, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif states, Ba'ala shaitan fi uzunay, the shaitan urinates in the ears of that person there. Now, Mufti, uh, my mom is sick. Can I allow her to let a Christian uh, person pray for her, Mufti? Remember, you should not allow these Christians to come and pray for her and so forth. Just now she gets better, she will think that no, must be Christianity, the right religion and so forth, or else it is just, you know, a test. So you should not allow these type of things to happen. Tell the Christians they can go to their own people and must not interfere with our people. And you continue reading Surah Fatiha seven times and you blow on your beloved mother, give out charity daily, 50 cents, one rand, two rand, da'wu mardakum sadaqa, one type of dawa medication for the ill is charity, as mentioned in the Marasil of Abu Dawood. Give mommy honey, Quran says, fee shifa ul 
give mommy zamzam or rub the zamzam on her pains and aches. For example, she got pain on the hand or wherever. So that is ma'u zamzam alima shuribalahu, authentic hadith in, in Ibn Majah. So many things you can do like that. Shukran Mufti, what are we going to do is pay the bills. When we come back, we'll be into the last few minutes of our program, Q&A. In the last segment of our program Q&A this evening, I need to say shukran for all the SMSs. There's just going to be one more question that I can fit in this evening. Uh, and that one says, Salam Mufti, what if a man commits adultery, then he goes for hajj, but have a child out of that particular affair? Will he still be forgiven uh, coming back from that hajj, Mufti? If a person committed adultery and a child, a baby was born and the person went for hajj, so all Almighty Allah will forgive that person provided that he made sincere tawbah, tawbu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha, because we know we all commit sins, but remember we must show remorse and the sign that our tawbah and our repentance is accepted by Almighty Allah is we do not go back to those type of vices. So that child, you know, there's no blame on the child. The lineage of the child will go to the mother, but <coughs> Almighty Allah forgives all the sins as mentioned in the Quran. La taqnatu rahmatillah. Do not lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jamia. Verily Almighty Allah forgives all the sins. Shukran Mufti on that note. Well, that concludes our all our questions this evening. I say big shukran to each and everyone for SMSing and phoning in with the questions. Unfortunately, as I said, it comes in normally towards the end of the program, but these questions will stand over first in line for next week, uh, Thursday, inshallah. That leaves us with about uh, three minutes for some uh, nasiha from your side, Mufti. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Our nasiha for today is seeing the starting of 2014. We're still in January and in Rabiul Awal. Remember that we all say we love Almighty Allah, we love Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we love Deenul Islam, the religion of Islam. Now we need to prove it via our deeds and actions. So swadaqah, give charity. Almighty Allah speaks of it in the Quran in various verses. For example, Yamahakullahu riba. Allah will wipe out and erase riba and interest. Where you will be swadaqat and the charity, the sadaqah will grow and grow. Tomorrow on the day of justice, that 50 cent, one rand, two rand we gave, we will see mountains and mountains of reward. We will ask, well, where did all this come? Allah will remind us that that day you spent on a person and it was done with so much sincerity. So this is your reward. When we spend in the part of Allah, it helps us in our lifetime. The charity extinguishes the anger and the wrath of Allah. And it helps us at the time of death. It repels an evil death. And remember Quran Karim states, where the time of death comes, the person will beg Almighty Allah, لَوْ لَا أَخَّرْتَنِي إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ فَأَسْوَدَّقْ 
Oh Allah, please give me extension in time. One extra day, one extra hour. I want to give charity, oh Allah. Wa akum min I want to be from the pious people. The answer will be no. On the appointed time, the death will come. So it is such an action that it helps us in the life. It helps us at the time of death. It helps us after death as well as Sadaqa So my esteemed listener of Voice of the Cape, I appeal to you that even with our non-Muslims, sometimes the maids, sometimes students in the school, our colleagues, they don't have a proper meal. So we take our lunch and we give a portion to them. So in that way, we show them Rahmatulil Alameen. Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, is, will always be the only mercy to the entire creation of all Allah. And when we show mercy to them, that is an invitation towards Islam as well. So rather be the giver than the receiver. Spend from the spend for the pleasure of all Allah and take from the treasures of all Allah. May all Allah give all to feek. Barakallahu feekum. Shukran jazeelan to you, Muhammad Zain, everybody there in the Cape. And make dua for us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, that was, of course, uh, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the program QA. And once again, shukran to everyone for SMSing and phoning. And as I said, those questions will stand over for next week, inshallah. Um, remember that uh, recordings of this program, all you need to do is go to vocfm.co.za. That's our website. And of course, you will see there's a banner, Iono FM. Iono FM. Click on there. That will take you to their website. You look for Voices of Cape there. And most of our uh, programs on Voices of Cape uh, gets put on there where you have the option. You can either just listen it to it, listen to it there. Or you can download it and listen, in, uh, listen to it in the convenience of your own time. So I own oh no FM. Go to our website. You will find a banner and that will take you onto that website. That's how easy it is. So you for tuning in. And of course, uh, stay tuned to the Voice of the Cape. So lots that we have on offer for you, uh, especially this evening being the Laylatul Jumma, inshallah. From myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. Until the next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.